Oh, great. oh by it's the way, I, I know you two are ex-boners, but uh, you guys should check out Pez if you huh? have Game Pass. It's free. Oh. oh, did they add it to Game Pass today? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, perfect. I don't have Game Pass. Jiggly, it's quite literally a dollar for three months. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Not this again. We've already explained this Not prior. This again. <laughs> We've already explained this before. Hey everyone, this is Sad Boy's House. I'm Jiggly. I am still Adnan. I am RJ. And this is the beginning of our second house. season. You guys have anything to say about what happened with our first season? I, I added a uh, I added a star above our badge to prove that we went through one season. Can can when we go so, so we're Minnesota United then. Um, the star for no reason. Having, a, having a star on uh, their badge. Without we earned that star by actually having a podcast during the biggest drought of soccer. So what we need to do, what I was going to say, is that next year, if we are able to do another season, the second star should go on top of the first star instead of next to it. Let's just holly how last does it. Because then I'm lost for some reason. Teams that have two stars have them stacked on top of each other instead of next to each other like normal people what? would. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember this. What? Tr- trust no, me, it's weird. That's only with Seattle. It's from Seattle, Seattle. Well, Columbus will have that now, I think. Because they've got their second. But yeah, that's what I want from this. But that's a year in the future. And who knows? I intend I I did this. I remade our logo and I added the star. I don't know how to use Photoshop, so I ended up breaking out my drawing tablet and just trying to shade in as much as I can. So it looks terrible. You do know in MS Paint, there's a literal star tool. Is there not like just a default star you could have used? I wanted to use the very specific star used in Serie A for the Scudetto. We're not farmers. We're not Italian. <laughs> hey, Serie A's, I don't even know. Uh, I, no one knows about Serie A anymore. C- uh... Serie A's getting bullied by a 40-year-old IKEA employee. MLS rejects. <laughs> Um, oh, it, wait! We, we're we're not actually going to go into we're not going to go into this later with when we get to MLS stuff. But uh, there was some there was the one article that said MLS has released its twenty five greatest players ever. A notable uh, exception, however, is Zlatan, and everyone's just like Zlatan played here for like what two years? He did nothing. He like scored a lot of goals, but he didn't win anything. He doesn't belong under twenty five. Yeah, like he. I think he did less. He did less for uh, for LA. Than he did than Blanco did for the fire. Of course. So yeah. Uh what first up we got a, a fraud alert from uh, RJ. Yeah, so um this was happening for the past four weeks. So basically in December, um Messi uh beat Pelly's one club, you know, record of goal scoring. Uh I don't know in the numbers, but it's like 448 or something like that. Um, within a few days later, uh, Pele's former club, Santos, rejected that claim, and they wanted friendly competitions added to his tally, which you already by know it's Pele, and friendly competitions to him is, you know, scoring goals against his kid in the backyard. But that's not all. So um, uh, just, I believe, it was two days ago? Uh, Ronaldo scored a double against um, some Serie A team, beat Pele's overall uh, goal-scoring record. Within the next day, Pele updated his Instagram uh, to add in his bio, leading goal scorer of all time, 
1,283 when his official tally is like 794. Yeah. And then so, he was, uh, there was a report where he was telling Santos to find more goals. No, I don't even know. <laughs> but, like, you know. You it, need to it, find yeah. 10,743 you, goals. You've yes. seen all the memes of like Pele when he scores against his grandson in the back garden or Pele when someone uses him on ultimate team and scores a goal or Oh, the, my favorite one was uh, Pele when Graziano Pele scores, and he's adding to his list. It's I, mean, like, I, completely, I completely agree with RJ. It's completely it's, fraudulent. It's like, jokes aside, Pele's a good player. But this is kind of ruining his, you know, legacy. Legacy, yeah. It really is. I mean, look, n- other than maybe Messi, who can catch up to that number... You know, no one's gonna go up to seven hundred ninety-five goals or whatever. I'm I'm trying to think of there. There was a because I read a lot of some, books. It was some Indian dude um, who who scored like six hundred something. There was an Iranian uh, player also who's up in that number. But you know, active players, it's Ronaldo and maybe Messi. When and, I was uh, when I was a kid. I read a lot of books about like, you know, football and that sort of thing. And Walter Payton. And I just remember in almost every single time I've read, I read about like when Walter Payton was closing on the uh, career rushing record, uh, which I think it it belongs to Emmett Smith now. But uh, when Walter Payton was closing in on the record, Jim Brown was considering coming out of retirement. And I like to think that Pele contacted Santos. I'm coming out of retirement. Put me in. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprising, man. But yeah, Pele, if you're if you're listening to this, which I'm pretty sure you are, since yes. you know, um, I've done, I've seen the demographics. We're big in Brazil. Uh, you know, since you know we have Lukaku on board, we I don't know who else we have on board, but um, just please stop. You're a good player. You're one of I would say you're in the top ten. I won't name the number, but you're in the top ten. You could be nine point five, but um, you just stop ruining your legacy. And if if you do want to score goals, come out of retirement, and score goals, you have to beat Ronaldinho, go to jail. I think I'm at fire though. You would take Pele for the fire. Yeah, it'd be funny at least. Yeah, because we've had need. worse. We've had worse players, and it'd be funny. I saw I I saw there that uh, recently on Big Soccer, somebody posted a link to an article of like the 15 worst uh, signings in MLS history. And the fire were technically on it twice with uh, Neri Castillo was number 12. And I think it was number two was Gilberto. No, number three was Gilberto. Gilberto. Wait, 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 wait. Am I thinking about Gilberto was signed for $3 million by uh, Toronto FC and did nothing for them. Ended up being traded to the fire. Did even worse. Okay, okay. For the fire, (laughs) at least he scored a few goals for a little bit. And we didn't pay that much for him. I guess if Toronto paid a lot more, then that's fair. Yeah, Toronto paid $3 million for him. For the fire, he was disappointing, but he was not that bad. Compared to what else we've had. He he was homesick. I got defensive there. That's on me. Did you have a Gilberto shirt or something? I no, but what's a fun story is do you I don't know if you guys remember it as well, but he he came in mid season yeah. and even though we were already like eliminated from the playoffs, he started doing very well. And I remember thinking to myself, it's gonna be really funny if he starts playing poorly, then when the next season starts when it actually matters, <laughs> the next season started and he was awful. What I remember, remember it's coming back from my aunt's. We take this highway by the city and there used to be a giant pissing Gilberto billboard. 
It always got me and my dad. I remember that there were there was uh there was one game that the fire I think it was against Toronto where Gilberto was starting for the fire and I watched him score a goal while sitting because I there was a football game for my high school. I'm the mascot, of course, so I'm I'm taking my breaks sitting in the sitting in like the equipment room watching the game on my phone and I saw Gilberto's goal. Uh and I thought, man, this is not gonna last long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This guy is not going to keep scoring. Uh, yeah. So uh, we, we can move on to European stuff then. Although uh, if, if we did, we are mentioning uh, old players and we stopped the, uh, we ended the season for, uh, for sad boys before we could talk about it. But uh, just uh, favorite, favorite, uh, favorite story about Diego Maradona. Diego, Eterno. I just love the Diego Eterno hashtag. That's very clever. And the, the message review, that, that's what got me mostly. I love the, I, I, I really love uh, the fact that because he's number 10, you could spell it as Dios. Yeah, that too. But, uh, uh, we're telling your favorite stories? Yeah, like that you've heard about him. Or just like a, a, well, a quick thought. I, I, just, I just like his character in general. Um, uh, as you may know, he's my favorite footballer. And I think just resilience of, you know, some dude coming out of the slums you know, working against all odds, um, going to a nearly relegated, you know, Italian team, you know, just uplifting the whole city. It's really cliche. It's like rags to riches, but it's the most rags to riches story out there. And um, heartwarming. Yeah, there's a lot of controversies regarding, you know, about his uh, drug abuse, about um, for for some people out there, you know, his political leanings. But to the mob, vague connections, well, actually open connections to, uh, you know, Fidel Castro. Uh, but, you know, re- regardless, um, it shows that he's still human. And I think that's, it's still somewhat relatable. I mean, I'm not saying I'm connected to the mafia. I'm not saying, you know, I'm involved with drugs or, you know, or I'm part of some communistic, you know, uprising. But it, like a, a lot of modern day you know, superstar footballers out there. Um, you really can't connect to them. You know, with Maradona, you you, you could, in a way, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, so. that sort that that extremely human aspect uh, is something that I love talking about involving the sport. That's how I try to get people into it. Uh, just incredibly human, and uh, I I really liked because uh, uh, the day that uh, the day that uh, it came out. Uh, I decided to just spend the day watching as many documentaries of him I could find. And I remember there was the one really big documentary. I think it was HBO who did it. Uh, I just got it through a PBS site because they get PBS gets stuff like that. PBS but uh, the the one that's like a like a bunch of like archival footage of him playing of like him off the pitch and just this story of his career, not even narrated, but like just taken through interviews throughout that time. Uh, I thought that was really cool to watch. That goes back to, you know, the Rex Riches story. But also, uh, have you guys seen uh, Maradona in Mexico? It's on Netflix. Oh, no. Is that from as a coach or as a player? When he was a coach. Uh, oh, boy. That's probably a whole thing, isn't it? It was, it, it, it was amazing to watch because the team did not play well at all before he got there. And then he got there, and they just started playing amazingly they were like second division 
and they I think they barely missed out on promotion his first season coaching there and then between that season and the next season like he was gone he was missing they were he didn't even show up for like the first game in the second season because he was missing and just the way that the players talked about how much they liked him because the way that he motivated players the way that you know he was basically a father figure to a lot of them uh very quickly because he's a living legend and you know well not living anymore but he's still a legend and it's just incredibly interesting to watch his coaching style uh there yeah so uh we can move on to uh europe stuff then uh premier league i have written down uh the dark descent of arsenal which they did pull up from that tailspin i wrote this back in like december but they did pull up from the tailspin uh aston villa might win the league that also has changed because they dropped a bit and new sheffield is terrible uh, the Premier League is a complete mess at the moment. Absolute <laughs> mess. It's. Arjun, you got any thoughts before I just start yelling about random things? <laughs> like technical? I mean. There's just so much. It's... There's. I'm enjoying it because this table, you don't really see that often. You don't really see Southampton up in the top uh, five. You really don't see, you know, you haven't seen Villa perform really well in recent memory or in the recent decade. Um, I'm loving the chaos um, as a neutral. You know, it's perfectly fine to me. I, I know you're a Manchester United fan, so, you know, my condolences with that PE teacher, but... Yeah, which is why I want to get into the fact that the PE teacher is joint top and can go top with a game in <laughs> hand. It just shows how bad the league has been. The thing is, that's not going to last. And I'm sorry no to chance, all you yeah. Manchester United fans out there, but um, top four, yeah, that's realistic, but you're not fighting for the title. I think it's honestly going to be between Liverpool and um, Spurs. Which I think, you know, I think, sorry. Which is fine or whatever, but. I think Sage is going to run away with it at, at some stage. They've got too much depth and too many healthy players, even though they've been asked this year too, but. I uh, yeah. I'll I just, just want to know what I, I, Adnan. I was, uh, this is this is going to be. This can start you off on your rant, but I want to know what your thoughts on if United actually does win the league with Skarjar as coach. Would you call him? I don't know, man. Ole Gunnar Skarjar. I don't have to worry about that because it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's it's like you asking me what would I think if Sheffield won the league. It's not going to happen, so I don't have to worry about it. What I was going to complain about with Sheffield is because. They had. I mentioned how much I loved Mobeshi John Lowen last year, and they didn't re-sign him, even though like you know he did well with them. And now I I enjoy watching them suffer every game. I hope they break Darby's records of least points in a season. That oh, was all. God, they, I, I I didn't even notice that. I was. I think I saw it at first, and I thought very much on much. track. Yeah, they're yeah, very much points. on track. I think the. I think actually two points is the least points in MLS history. It was DC United some year. Like Two right points? After. I think it was. There's no way, though. No, no, no. I'll double check that. Uh, I'm, right, I'm checking it right now. And, and, and. There's no way it's two. I, it's probably low, but. 15 in 1999. Okay. The New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, which I miss. I wish the Red Bulls would go back to being the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking of when they got 16 in 2013. Fair. 
I, I remember that like it was in between two great seasons for them too. Yep, that's that's peak DC United to be fair. Which oh yeah, we didn't mention. I think we already mentioned in the, a previous podcast. We're trying to play catch up with stuff that we missed over our break. But I think we mentioned how uh, Ben Olsen is finally fired, right? Yeah, that I believe during the season. Yeah, yeah, that that happened. It, it seems like it's more recent than it was because they haven't replaced him. But yeah, it, yeah. it happened a while back. It was a footnote, but we touched we touched on it. I miss yeah. Ben Olsen. There, there was a joke I saw on Twitter where DC Knight's taking so long, people are worried Ben Olsen's going to get rehired. I'd love that, to be fair. Nothing stopping DC from doing it, to be fair. Ben Olsen is like the Derek Jeter of MLS. That's a hot take. Dad, <laughs> I'm not even going to let you explain it. We'll just move on to the Bundesliga. I don't even know if that's next, to be fair. That is next, actually. Uh, Bundesliga is Bundesliga's the exact same. Bayern are going to win the league. Dortmund Schalk, are kind. Schalk's getting relegated. RJ seems very happy with that, as he should be. Schalke are absolutely A, but they've got Cole Sheens, which is funny. So we'll see if that turns them around. I like uh, that. I think I like that Union Berlin is still chucking along at fifth. They, Union Berlin is is the the German Burnley, except they're faster. Like, they're so solid defensively. They can score goals when they need to. They're just they kicked Bremen's ass recently. Didn't Union? get like promoted just like in, after the 2019 season this pa- the year before this one was their first season back yeah yeah so like the fact that they're all the way up there already still for at least for like this extended period of time this is 14 games in it's not like three games in because they got two wins this is 14 games in and they're in fifth it's like when burnley actually made the europa league one year i just find that fascinating uh, but yeah, other than that, it's the Bundesliga is just kind of the Bundesliga. Dortmund have a new coach, but uh, they they're they're going to be Dortmund for a while. Sancho's been terrible, but again, whatever. He just wants to force a move out. Yeah, it probably won't happen in January, but we'll see about this coming summer. Although we say that every summer, so we'll see. Yeah, last summer was weird. Uh, in Serie A, uh, Milan is still undefeated. For now, I mean, they play they... Juve next, but they will be without Ibra, which is sad. And Zlatan on- is only joint third in uh, the Golden Boots. Only joint is third. first, right? Or Lukaku and Ronaldo? Uh, yeah, Ronaldo's first, Lukaku's second. That's if fair. we talk about Serie uh, Serie B, um, really fast, Balotelli and Kevin Prince Boateng linked up. Yes, sir. Balotelli what? scored his first league goal down there. I didn't Have you know missed this? I didn't. I didn't know uh, that Boateng was on that same team. Yeah, he is not. You know, not the Boateng from Munich, but Kevin Prince, the Barcelona legend, won the league in his first season. I, I re- there was a thread that I saw a while back of like. Balotelli is like the Benjamin Button of soccer in terms of his career because he's st- he's ending his career on all these like really low level teams that you'd expect a player to start their career on, and he started his career in like like Inter, on, on Inter City, went yeah. to City. Like, yeah. it, it, it's an incredible like reverse thing. Yeah. Uh, the the Damalas dream is probably dead in the water, but at least he's having fun back home. You like uh, La Liga, RJ. 
Let's not pretend like we care about La Liga. I don't care. I mean, RJ does. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> we know RJ really talks care, about it I sometimes. I, I mean, that's that's curse of just watching the top five. Um, <laughs> it's, it's La Liga. Um, Diego Costa. He uh, he asked for his uh, contract to be terminated. I think he wants to go back to England. So um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up at. Um, Why would anybody be wanting to go to England right now? I didn't know he actually. I knew he was free. I don't want to go back to England. It's very interesting. Well, those are reports, and I, I you know, I'd, I'd like to see the Prem have Diego Costa again, regardless. He he was quite the entertainer, so. Uh, that's that's it. What's uh, yeah? Uh, wait, oh yeah, I forgot to mention when we were on Serie A, Wes McKinney on is starting for Juventus. He's so very good. Funny. Fair play. I also get very I get very annoyed whenever like I just see constant streams of tweets of like, oh, this American is starting, this American is playing, you should care because he's an American. And okay, we've got our first. We've got our first in La Liga, we got our first major player in Serie A. I don't care anymore. <laughs> We're done. Uh yeah. I so moving on to what? The only like Pulisic, when he was in Dortmund, yeah, I cared. But after he left Dortmund, I was like, all right, peace. Yeah. We have our we have players in, on major teams in major leagues now. So don't have to care about, oh, this American player is going where. It's just, you know, you can care if you care about the national team, but you don't have to care in terms of just, like, what it means. Uh, Yeah, we got the J-League update next. So the J-League ended. Uh, Kawasaki obviously won. We were talking throughout the entire way of them just like running away with it. They ended the season with an the 18 point, 18 point lead over the, over uh, the second place team. And they only got three losses. So that they also got 88 goals for uh, Gambo Osaka and Nagoya finished uh, second and third, and they got the champions league spots. Osaka dropped to fourth, uh, missed out by three points. FC Tokyo fell even harder and they finished in sixth place, but they did win the cup, beating Kashiwa Race All 2-1 Sunday, I think. A trophy is a trophy. Yep, um, it's a shame that they won't become champions of Copa Sudamerica if they do cancel that little... uh... So so for for those who don't know, um, the winners of the uh, Levin Cup, they face the Copa Sudamerica champions, so technically FC Tokyo would be reigning champs of South America. That's how it works. But I don't think that's going to happen, so maybe next time. Uh, we can only hope. Uh, Shonan Belmari got relegated, but... Bottom of the table. Instant champions next season. Yeah, so probably. In my, so in my lifetime as a fan, I'll get to see them raise two trophies, and hopefully by then, if I scrounge up enough money, I'll go there to see the trophy thing. But who knows? Uh, um, what that's else? it for the J League update, I think. Yeah. Um, gonna... I know one of you guys posts about the K League, but I don't know what's happening down there. So it's oh, just a minor thing about the yeah, rebrand. They're changing the logo. When does I kind of like it? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's like the the MLS rebrand where like you know it just kind of it got the job done. Still fine. The MLS one was more different, to be fair. But I like the No MLS logo, so this one this one's just fine. Oh wait a second! Shonan Belmari is not getting relegated. There is no relegation this season due to due to uh, COVID. 
and they're expanding uh, the top division to 20 teams in the J League. So Shonan will not be winning. <laughs> I, I demand. I will. <laughs> I will write a letter and I will fax it to the headquarters. And I demand. For they them do. To they do like faxes. Yes, I will demand for them to get relegated so they can get a trophy. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm trying to see what? when I'm trying to see when the next season starts. Uh, it's got a it's probably starts later this month or somewhere I in February. Wish the fire was somehow relegated in USL so we can finally see oh, the trophy. Yes, I would love absolutely. the fire in the lower league. You know how fun that'd be. Uh, the two teams that are coming up from the uh, J two league is Avispa Fukuoka. Uh, which Fukuoka? Censor that. Fukuoka is uh is on like the really South Island. Town. What? Oh, I'm saying that's a really huge baseball town. So yeah, nice. Oh, I think I heard about. It. I think I heard. I've heard of that one. Uh, and uh, Tokushima Vortis. Oh, they have a really nice jersey, but that's besides yeah. the point. Um, we're going to NWSL next. Uh, yep, you can. You can talk about uh wait, no. Um I was about to, I was about to pass pass it off because I thought something was gonna happen somewhere else and I was gonna be looking at that. But yeah, uh we're we're going to NWSL then. Uh NWSL, the draft is on the 13th. It's gonna be streamed on Twitch. So I don't really have much to say about it because the Red Stars kind of traded out of the first round. I'll talk about that later. Uh do quick question. Do N- NWSL team have prominent academies like MLS teams do, or is it no. mostly still through college soccer no, in the draft? It's okay. only through college soccer. So the draft does matter in NWSL. The, ma- the draft absolutely matters. Uh Interesting. there's one big player. Uh oh man, I I, I hate that I just forgot her Perfect. name. Perfect. Well done. <laughs> she's like the massive player. Like she's got it she was like Mal Pugh was when she got drafted. The Zion Williamson of women's college soccer. You know, yes. I, I have no authority on talking about women's soccer but i absolutely do think that the red star should set up an academy here there's so much talent out in the suburbs and you know within the city so. i don't know why uh, they don't have two, well it's because they don't have homegrown stuff so, so just they can't they can't do it's they can't do thing. it that way they, they they i think nwsl does need to take some steps towards that but uh it's just like it's not a thing yet uh the two players are katarina macario who is like the massive like striker that everybody wants. And Ashley Sanchez? No. Ashley Sanchez is okay. I'm reading an old list here. What the heck, man? You can read good. September 2019 update, but it's the 2021 draft big board. Oh, wait. I think Ashley Sanchez declared early. And that's why she's still on this list. <laughs> and she she's she's playing for the spirit, Washington Spirit right now. That's why I got so confused. But I think. I think I'm right that it's uh, Katarina Macario. Okay, that this is a much more recent article. Hopefully, this will work out for me. What a champion! Uh, nope, not a more absolute, recent article. I'm gonna give up now. Absolute champion! <laughs> absolute Just, champion! We're in shambles here right now. We. <laughs> yes. What part of Sad Boys are you from? <laughs> I, I just know that there's one major player. I just the only reason why I don't care about her name is because I know she's not coming to the Red Stars. So it's like I don't have to worry about her. <laughs> I only have to worry about her once she gets onto a team. Anyway, so. so the other big news is that the Utah Royals are moving back to Kansas City. They don't have a full name yet when they're going back to Kansas City, but they are going to back to Kansas City because uh the owner uh 
oh yeah, we can we can bleep things on here, so I'll just mute this out. The owner's kind of an ah! And uh, they forced him out, and they forced him to sell the team, and the team is now moving back to Kansas City. The thing is, is that uh, Sporting KC is not going to let the new women's team play in their new stadium. So they got to try to find their own stadium in Kansas City, and that's also a d- move. Why? I mean, it's a soccer team, and they got a s- soccer-specific stadium, and there's not much else going on in that stadium. And but why? Why don't they want? I don't know. They. I think they said something about like uh, conflicts with scheduling. But the thing is, is that the Fire and the Red Stars were able to handle that easily. So it's hey, the Fire. Stupid. If the Fire yeah. dumb enough and still able to handle that, they should be fine. But I think yeah, I think we all know the reason. To be fair, just laziness or carelessness. Did you get dropped? No, I didn't. Gg. But yeah. I think uh, just Kansas City just being, they don't care. Another Kansas City news, uh, they signed uh, Mariana Larroquette, who is a pretty dang good, uh, pretty, pretty dang good Argentine player. She's probably like the best player, in Ar- the best women's player in Argentina. So KC got her. I was interested about that. Uh, and... Another KC thing happened. Uh, Ciara King was traded from KC, which was formerly Utah. So if you heard me talking about her when the Fred starts played against Utah, uh, Ciara King got traded to the Reign for Darian Jenkins. The Reign also are getting a second round pick, which is kind of weird because I'd consider uh, King to be like the bigger piece getting traded than Jenkins, but whatever. Uh, Washington Spirit are trading Maggie Doherty Howard, uh, some first round picks and allocation money to Orlando for Emily Sonnet, who is a national team player. And uh, the Red Stars, uh, the big news is the Red Stars traded three first round picks and an international slot for Mal Pugh and Sarah Killian Waldmo, who is a midfielder. Uh, they are coming in from Sky Blue FC. I'm just happy they've taken someone off Sky Blue FC because you know how I feel about Sky Blue FC. Sky Blue FC is getting like two top picks right now. They're going to mess them up. That's fine. Uh, and uh, the, the interesting thing is Mal Pugh has been traded twice now. Uh, and she's only, I think, she's real young still. Uh, like, I think she's barely older than me. She's 22. Uh, and she's been traded twice already in the NWSL. Uh, she only played, a, I think, 30 minutes uh, for Sky Blue and was traded. So yeah, that happened. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she slots in. Specifically, uh, we needed that goal scorer, uh, but I don't know if she's like going to be the specific goal scorer. Uh, anyway, moving on to... Uh, well, is there anything interesting happening with uh, European women's soccer? No, um, sad to say, I think the hype died down with Alex Morgan and Chris and Press, but they're still at it out there. So, just before I started the podcast, my dad was like, "Oh, did you hear that Alex Morgan got COVID?" Uh, so apparently she got COVID. Clever way to break that news. Yeah, yeah, great way. When, uh, are the women's national team of any game set up for the upcoming? Future. I think they're planning on a sh- on having the She Believes Cup sometime at some right. point. Which is, st- uh, look, we were making fun of the hashtag MLS's back cup, that name, 
But the She Believes Cup is one of the dumbest names. And yeah. we don't talk about that enough. That's fair. Because that is something else, to be fair. Uh, anyway, so we talked about this right at the start of when they first started the bracket for it. But the Chicago Nisa team is down to the final four now. Uh, unfortunately, Chicago Raccoons and Chicago Municipal did not make it to uh, the final four. The right. final four. I, I demand a recount. I also demand a recount. Hey. Uh, Second City FC versus Point Chicago on one side, and Chicago Sting versus the Chicago Chicago House on the other side. Uh, obviously, we already we all should know who the Sting are. The Sting was the original NASL team. Chicago House is a name inspired by the fact that house music was originally started in Chicago, and there's whole other different things about it. Uh, Second City FC, obviously the team, the uh, city is known as Second as Second City. And the interesting thing I found out about it is that it's not called Second City because of uh, because you know it was the second most populous city in America until LA finally came along, but uh, because Chicago is technically the second iteration of itself after it was burnt after it burned down. Uh, the other name, Point Chicago, comes from Wolf Point, which was where uh, Dusabul uh, first founded uh, Chicago. It was like where a tavern was or something like that. So yeah, uh, that's the meaning behind the names. I I don't know. Out of the four, I'd take Second City FC, but like I'm not happy about it. <laughs> we we all know this thing's going to win. That one's the best. I mean, yeah, I, I think I prefer I mean, that, but you, I mean, as, a, as an animal of a human being i want chicago house because that that's one of the funniest sports names i've ever heard there'd be a team called house yeah i want that i i kind of want that too uh it's the thing is is i want like a conventional american naming convention because you know it's nice to at least have a team where it's like oh it's chicago blank and it makes sense to any american sports fan but at the same time i want something different from Chicago Sting, because Chicago Sting, it's just an old team. We don't need to be the same team over again. So yeah, that was just my opinion on it. Fair. RJ, did you do you have do you have one that you wanted? I wanted the raccoons. To win. <laughs> I, I wanted something train related also to win, but um, I think Railman made it made it pretty far. Railman, <laughs> but cool. uh, you know I, they're they're all ugly, so. They're just ugly. Yeah, just gonna I'll, go with it. I mean, I'll I'll attend one of their games and maybe I'll become a fan, but they're just ugly. Up the house. Up the house. Uh, MLS news: The Columbus Crew won the world, the, not the World Cup. Uh, that was the Fire who won the World Cup. Uh, Columbus stuff. Crew won MLS Cup. Uh, they beat Seattle, and honestly, I preferred them winning than Seattle. I hate both teams, but I mean, I'd rather have Columbus than Seattle. Is it just a Midwest pride thing? No, not even a Midwest pride thing. Just I hate Seattle that much. I mean, I'm a Raul Rui Diaz stand, so I was hoping they'd win, but that's pain for me. Out of, uh, I think, what, the four semifinalists? I think what... Uh, we fired three of them? Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was Seattle versus FC Dallas and Columbus versus uh, the Revolution. Technically speaking, I think the Fire hates all four of those teams. Uh, so I would have rather had the Revolution win the entire thing because that's that's the huh? dumbest thing that could happen. You know, that's you know the what? dumbest thing that could happen no. in that situation. That's the dumbest thing that could happen. I, I do not like Robert. I do not like Robert Kraft or Bruce Arena. Um, 
So no, I uh, no, I, no. I would rather. I mean, watch. they made they made uh, just saying they made two amazing amazing designated player signings. Like care. two of the their, best signings in the entire league. Their owner is a dirtbag. Is a little like, yeah. I mean, most 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 of uh, most sports owners are. When you do the math. Well, it's also just the revolution. You yeah. can't be a fire fan and want a revolution to win a game. You can't be a fire fan and want anyone to win. Other That's than fair. the fire. All right, I won't go that far. When you watch when you watch any neutral MLS game, you must root for the game to be called off and both teams awarded a loss. Yes. Well, you, you know what I mean, but v- that's voting some, that's something voting, say. Voting for the asteroid. Uh yeah, and other news of uh fire fans uh getting yelled at for cheering for a different team. LEFC made the uh CONCACAF Champions League final. That was in a, a very interesting tournament. I watched like the latter end of the semifinal game for LAFC when they beat uh, America and Miguel Herrera was like being pouty up in a box. They beat America. They beat America. <laughs> they, they hate America. They, yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it was a real fun tournament to watch. Uh, LAFC lost, like they scored early and then obviously Tigres is, has more quality in general, so they were able to come back and win. Uh, Gignac is a good player, and Gignac, Big Mac, <laughs> and uh, and news that I'm sure uh, Adnan hasn't heard yet, and he's probably going to be very annoyed now hearing old man Wondolowski is still going to play. He's signed on for next season. Oh yeah, that that happened like weeks ago. I don't care if you if you ask any if you ask a large majority of our American soccer fans what they think of when you when you say Chris Wondolowski. You know what they're gonna think about. That's what his legacy is at this stage, and no, no amount of goals he scores in the Farmer League of MLS will change that. I wonder if Tim Howard ever actually got his revenge uh, personally on uh, on Wondolowski for ruining that game for him. Uh, pain. And just more pain. This is something that came out like right before we started the podcast, uh, Mesut Ozil is apparently set to go to DC United, or at least he is in very deep, com- de- very deep negotiations with DC United. You know? Apparently not though, because from what I've seen recently now, again, it's back to like, there've only been like contacts, but no, nothing concrete yet. So it's still a bit of a mess. Y- you know, I wanted him for the fire, but whatever at this point, could that be our big name cam, which we'll get to later on? Big name what? Uh, uh big name attacking midfielder number ten, based oh, off the, no, the Tyrus no, report that we apparently we want number ten again. But I don't think probably, I don't think we're gonna get him. Probably, it's probably some you know some the Argentina. I want I want magic yeah tree. yeah the magical Argentine uh ten tree. I want I want someone from Boca Juniors. We'll get there to that later because there's also one big major thing to talk about with MLS, which is the owners, which we were just discussing Juan about Fernando how Cantero, terrible the owners. Juan Fernando Cantero plays for Boca Juniors now. Uh, no, he's with River actually. Uh, we were t- we were just talking about how terrible MLS owners are. Uh, they just recently invoked the force majeure clause, which is something that they can do if there is a uh, some. Some act of God. It's called an act of God, and a pandem- and a pandemic is considered one. Uh, if something happens that disrupts the season, 
and they can now force the players union to renegotiate the CBA. And if the CBA isn't finished within 30 days from the start of negotiations, the CBA is completely thrown out and and they start from scratch again. The current CBA was already renegotiated back in June. And I think they had, uh, I think they, that specific CBA was uh, drawn up, I think just earlier that year. I think either, either it was like this past year or the year before where they had just recently drawn up the new CBA and then they renegotiated it back in June. Uh, they already understood, okay, the players actually took play, took pay cuts and everything because they understood, yeah, everybody's going to be suffering with this. But the owners are trying to basically just drag as much as they, as much as they can out of the players uh, for this coming year. So that's a problem. Any thoughts on that? Please don't lock out. I'm I, every time the MLS doesn't lock out, I'm surprised, but we'll see. I think that at this point, you might they they might actually do that, but I think it's I think it's too early to even have a lockout at this stage, with how little anything has even be, been said about there even being a season. Damned final. Yeah. So RJ, you got thoughts on that? I think the players just need to do what's best for their interests at this point. And what do you think would that be? What that's that's up to them. Okay. I was just asking if like if you think that they're gonna probably end that they're gonna end up having a lockout. Nah, RJ, I I, I want you to write us a complete new draft of the CBA now. (laughs) You need to do it yourself. All right, just uh, let me get some crayons and some paper. But, I got I got a box of colored pencils from Columbia College. Of course, it's what they gave you. Use. Of course, it's what they gave you. <laughs> pissing Columbia. If, if 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 I speak, I am in trouble. In yeah, big trouble. Big, I already big. have my diploma. I don't want it revoked. <laughs> big big uh, trouble. We can move on to the fire then. Uh, the first big news to talk about. Uh, I'm not actually going to talk about that yet then because that that'd probably be even more to talk about. So first off. Uh, the green card, the whole green cards thing about like everybody's getting their green card, it is happening. Uh, Frankowski, it's made official that he did get his green card recently, so that's another international slot opened up. Even though he's not really that good, he's not been playing that good. Uh, yeah. but that's a green card spot opened up. That's an international slot. Uh, we signed John Espinoza, a center back. I think we already mentioned it. Ecuadorian, twenty-one year old right back. I think we mentioned that in the final podcast of the last season. Uh, I also, believe so. Uh, that, since then, though, Stanislav, Stanislav Ivanov, uh, a 21-year-old winger, uh, Bulgarian, apparently the fire got him for cheap because uh, it, he would have cost more last season if we got him then. But uh, he had a lot of uh, he he had a very public spat with the manager. He was pushing his way out, so I think the fire got him on cheap. So that that looks good that, for us. That really worries me. I don't want that kind of. Well, maybe he just wanted out of that team, but I just. I think he just wanted. It was something. It was something with like uh, because the team was unable to pay contracts and that sort of thing. Like there was a bunch of different stuff going on that he it's wanted a, out of the team for. It's a fair concern, you, to be fair. You, you, you still don't want that, you know, type of personality within you know this locker group. So. Yeah. I mean, um, 
I don't I, know. We want a personality at some point. I'm someone that believes in names and like someone having a cool name will lead to more success. And Stanislav Ivanov is an elite name, so I've got faith in him. That is as stupid as that sounds. That is absolutely true. Uh, also, uh, Mauricio Pineda has signed a long-term contract. He got a re- he resigned, and he's going to be around for like three seasons, I think. So three he's going to end up in Seattle. Is that what Which you're telling me? He's going to yeah. end up on Houston, actually. I've got uh, a hot take about that, by the way, but I don't actually full as, as crazy as that's going to sound off the bat. I don't agree with that purely for the fact that it's just been one season because we're gonna. We, I'm assuming we had him under contract for another year or two anyway. So why would you give him an extension already? I think it's. Uh, I think after trading Georgie, they wanted to make sure that everyone knew. Like, no, we are still committed to our homegrown players. Yeah, but uh, then that's a flawed reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be. Because uh, I'm I, just worried that he's going to have a sophomore slump and then we're going to end up... Uh, and you're, you're, no, I can't speak. Trading him away to someone like Seattle or Philadelphia. So we'll see. I actually rate him. I think... Oh, yeah. Still do, uh, but... He's I don't know if he should be center back. That's the thing. He's good at center back, but I, I do... Like, he was supposed to be our Dax replacement, and I kind of want to see him, you know, at least play that role for one game or two, so... Yeah, I we didn't de- see him in enough roles. I guess it depends on what we get in the window. We'll decide what he plays. Like, if we can get a center back, we'll play him CDM. If we can get a CDM, we'll play him center back. So, I mean, yeah. it is what it is, I guess. We'll see how that sorts itself out in due time. I mean, because uh, everyone is, everyone's kind of assuming that we're going to lose Kappelhoff, even though it's not been confirmed yet. So. There's an automatic replacement. Even though I'd still like us to buy another center back, of course. Oh, yes. And this was something that I found when, while researching uh, for my article about like how the Fire needed captain. But when Kapilov gets traded, because there's I, we haven't heard anything for a while now, but we did hear rumors about Kapilov getting traded soon. I think it's going to happen anyway. It's just something that I think is going to happen. But uh, when he gets traded... That means that the longest tenured player on the fire will be Elliot Collier. Oh yeah, which is well, the scariest thought. What nicknames did I give him again? I don't even know. I don't, I, I, surely I, the New Zealand Messi was the, one. The, uh, the 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 Kiwi Crouch. He's uh, no, Peter I Crouch, but New Zealand. Oh, uh, New Zealander goal goal destroyer Kiwi Inyo Hamilton Pelle, the pride Have of Loyola. Have these written down? <laughs> I no, I, I just found my tweet. Island Bay, Sir. Bobby Charlton, the uh, Cruyff of Waikato FC. My favorite's just the Bambi on Ice because that's the most descriptive you can get with Collier, unfortunately. Baby giraffe, I like that one. Baby giraffe. I mean, the thing. This is something that I argued. Uh, I was on the Spitting Fire podcast a while back. I know I'm I'm uh, also a trader. The only person who isn't on other podcasts is Adnan. Uh, but uh, I was on the Spitting Fire podcast. We were talking about uh, this one player ratings article that uh, that Jeff had found, that James had found, and I said that like, you know what, Collier was trying his hardest, and he was better than the best Collier than he could be. He was playing over his head every single day, and the thing is, is that that's still not good enough. But I am scared if Collier is the hardest working player on the team. I am scared. Pain. I yeah. I can't. I don't want to because obviously it's hard to uh, 
critique the player when you know he works so hard, but he's just not good enough. Yeah, he's he's just not good enough. Does uh, he work hard? All he does is run around sometimes. That's the thing. He yeah, certainly, no, he, no, he certainly works hard. Like when he gets the ball, you see he wants to try to create something and he tries to do whatever he can. But I don't, I don't, I'm never a fan of a player just playing because he works hard because every player should work hard. Do you know who would be the second longest tenured or no? Oh, I don't remember that. I, who could that even be? Who, oh, God, would I mean, it be Calvo? Maybe. I think it might Technically, be. Technically, the academy kids. If... No, I don't think no, it if is. You just go off, if you just go off first team, it would have to be Calvo, wouldn't it? All right, you uh, bring up whatever the next thing is. I'm going to look up the 2020 roster, or no, the 2019 roster, and see who else, who was on that team and still at the team. Because I know Uh, Calvo came in midseason. Georgie got traded to Montreal. That's kind of what we were were making mention to that with some jokes. But Georgie got traded to Montreal for a million million dollars in allocation money. I think it was generally allocation money, and there were like incentives to go up to a million or whatever. You know, people hated it. I I liked it. I dig it. So uh, it, it would was... be most likely Frankowski or Bornstein or Herbers because those are the ones that were brought in at the beginning of the 2019 season. It would be Herbers then. If he was brought in earliest, Bornste- then Bornstein Bornstein was like around the middle of that season. He was he okay? Yeah. So that would be either Herbers or. Frankowski, because I think we got Frankowski early in the, the offseason. I think like Herbers. Herbers must have been first because he was a trade. So I was Herbers probably was a trade before that before yeah. the draft. So I think it was Herbers. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah, Georgie's trade. I was completely okay with it. I liked it. Uh, we kept hearing about oh he was he's going to be bought by some team in uh, by some German team. There's Europe really wants him. I remember back when, uh. The fire went to uh, when the fire had Basti's uh, testimonial game. That there were rumors coming out that like Basti was really pushing uh, the the Bayern Munich staff to look into Georgie and trying to bring him in. And I don't know. At this point, I'm completely fine with him leaving because he. I don't think he does enough. A lot of people are saying like, oh, he gives so much onto the on the field, but we're not playing him at the right position. He, we're not playing him in the right system. Uh, fire, fire, fans get, fire fans get angry at a lot of things, and I think football heritage. Yeah, sure. There, there, there might be some, you know, sort of concern of, you know, the fire can't find a replacement for him within the next few weeks. But don't get angry over this. I mean, overall, I think we're just gonna have we're, we're trying to do some sort of like academy reset at this point. I think that like. Pineda is kind of the cutoff line in terms of like age group cutoff line. Pineda is the last person. The problem that the fire had with Georgie is the fact that that was the one position we had depth because Jimenez and Madron were going to always be ahead of him as the number eights. And you can't play wide. And you can't, yeah, you can't play Georgie with him in the midfield, or else you have no defensive shape. You can't really play Georgie out wide because then you're just kind of wasting him. You can't play him as a mid, like attacking midfield because then Madron and Jimenez will get overrun. So you need a defensive midfielder behind Madron and Jimenez, and if you can get money for Georgia, as, as sad as it is that we were losing another homegrown product that's so much potential, and we've kind of ruined him. As as a purely analytical standpoint, that's a, it's a good move. I think that with uh, 
if you guys remember back with the first with the first episode the episode that we did after the first game against Seattle, I was calling out Georgie. Georgie got an assist in that game. I didn't think he played good enough though. I don't I didn't think he earned that assist. He was just sort of like at the right spot at the right time. I just I don't know. I didn't think that Georgie was any good uh for this team. The best that I saw him play was in the homegrown game. So like he did he the best he played was when he wasn't playing for the fire. So I think it's best for his career for him to move on. And he's gonna go if, off, if, isn't he? Yeah, if he goes off after he leaves the fire, I don't want anybody saying, oh, we could have had him. Because, no, we couldn't have had him. The only way for him to get good is for him to leave the fire. So that's it. Like, like Sean Maloney. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sean he's Maloney. the assistant coach to Belgium. I, I miss Sean top, Maloney. Top yeah, point team. If Heinz wants the, the big name attacking midfielder, I know exactly the guy. Uh, we, we've, we've run to the end. Uh, we have anything yeah, so else we want to talk probably, about? Probably a, a fair way to end. Considering I've already brought back up Sean Maloney, that's a good, <laughs> uh, solid way to end it. This is, I think, this is so, this is shorter than most of our episodes are. Mostly because we're kind of just like trying to the hit recap yeah, of what we've missed. What's yeah, needed? Do you know? No. Sorry, RJ. What are you saying? No, I'm trying to remember what else happened. I'm pretty sure something else important happened. Oh, I cannot wait till we realize it the second we end the recording. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't there any other fire junk happening? The only the no. the the quote unquote like logo that they thought about that they scrapped that looked terrible, but I don't even know if that's really noteworthy. Uh, I'll 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 say finally, just use the pissing lantern logo. Just please, please. There's there's logo there's lantern logo stands on Twitter now. I'm one of them. Vibes. All I'll say. The Lancer logo is a really nice tattoo. It's not a badge. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I will. If you want this episode to be another half hour to an hour, I, <laughs> I, will, I won't engage with that. Are you still thinking? Yeah, are you still going? I don't, I don't even. It's probably not important. It's probably. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I heard, I heard it somewhere. It could be like bombshell news, but I, I don't even know. I'm hungry. <laughs> Kind of, I, I don't even longer. know if I'm but kind of said, yeah. All right, uh, then, GG. But uh, what the one thing that we didn't mention is the Yuki update. Uh, I think like before before we ended the pod, the ended we ended the season. Like I had wa- actually watched like a full half of a uh, of a Yuki game of a High Abuse Eleven game. It was nice. I got to learn a bit of uh, a, a bit of Japanese soccer language. So that's that's fun. Uh, I don't remember it at all, <laughs> but I do Way know that go, she was playing. She she was playing really good. Uh, she looked really good in that game, and I think that's you know, I I'm I don't know if she scored yet. I haven't seen anything about them since. I think like Japan's had another spike in in uh, COVID recently. Uh, I know that uh, we got Manchester City sitting out games because of COVID, and there's like a whole new strain in England. Kyle Kyle Walker. Decides to throw another house party. Yep. Freaking. Uh, there's the yeah the Raholion from Spurs got caught too with like a bunch of other players. Pain. Yep. But we could so... we could go on forever about how stupid players are and how and, so many and, refuse to listen. And, and these the, these and these fine individuals are among you know one of the first to get a vaccine when there's more. You know, 
there's more people out there who deserve it more. Yeah, they're gonna be they're they're gonna be getting vaccines right after right after extremely at risk and healthcare workers. After those two, it's gonna be athletes, and it's gonna be very annoying to see them consistently mess up. I'm gonna get the Jewel vaccine, the Jewel brand vaccine. So the Jewel, like Jewel Osco or Jewel, like the, no, the vaping. So- both. So, so yeah, Jewel Osco. <laughs> Jewel Osco. Um, they're going to be carrying the vaccine pretty soon, or you can get the vaccine there. You can so. go get the Lukaku then, right? Isn't Lukaku where? Didn't you go to Jewel with Lukaku? Was well, like go, Lukaku he right? goes to Jewel with Lukaku. He doesn't work there. No, that's what I'm saying. You can go with Lukaku. Yeah, that's. I'm uh, assuming he's going to need it. That's um, that's my hookup right there to get the early vaccine. Perfect. Uh. Strong ending here, boys. <laughs> Very strong ending. I, I, I had another joke in me, and I just it just left me. Uh, anyway, like the name what, of the, what, do, the do you think... college prospect. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, for, that for, those, for those listening, please donate Jiggly a dollar because apparently he can't afford a dollar for Game Pass, so he can try out Pez. I, I, w- I would give him a code, but I want him to work for it. Yeah, it's a matter of principle at this stage. It's a matter of principle. You know? Like, I have Game Pass codes lying around. I can give you one, but I want you to work for it. You've got to just take take a dollar out of your share of that one soccer team and use it. I haven't gotten my scarf from them yet. Um, of course. Yeah. Of course you have it. Uh, I, uh, what? Uh, I, do you think that uh, there's there is going to be I mean, obviously, this is this is pretty far off, but far off from like when it when things are going to be there. We it's a very unclear picture. Do you think there is going to be a season with some sort of fans at Soldier Field? We're talking. We're not talking about like in general in MLS because obviously, you know, Nashville is going to be stupid about it. Florida is going to be stupid about it. But in Chicago, will there be f- some sort of fans at Soldier Field? And do you think that uh, so uh, season ticket holders will get some sort of priority? No, I don't. I I really don't. Not until I mean, for for Illinois and Chicago in general, um, you know, quarantine's really strict here in terms of you know sporting events. I until a vaccine rolls out for a vast majority of us, no one's going to be showing up to games here. Yeah, unfortunately. Do you think that uh, this is obviously way above our pay grade? But do you think that uh, the vaccine will roll out at like? There, there will from be enough I, safety. I looked and, up quickly, and it said that it wouldn't be available for the common person until spring, summer. So th- there's still some sort of a chance, I guess. Like at the tail end, potentially. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, By the time we're already eliminated from playoff contention again. Obviously. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, I'm Jiggly. I am still Ognon. I am the K League. Uh. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure make sure you drink water. Uh, stay stay inside and eat the rich.